recording. All right, so we're going to clip me clap and then don't talk back. And am I on camera? Do you we are, know? You are okay, great. Here, hold on. Just make sure. Okay. Do you want to do three, two, one, clapping? Three, two, one. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse man. Money, 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 money. Rich bitch. Hey. Give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. Pay me. Okay. Hi. Hi. Guys, welcome to episode four. Four of I Want to Be a Rich Bitch. And we're all in the process of that. We are. And we're both eating. You're having lunch. I'm having breakfast. It is it breakfast is, suddenly for it me. It is 11.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. It is 11. Our lives are so different. Our lives are... <laughs> yeah, our lives are a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Chinese food, guys. We're having a mukbang. I'm giving... <laughs> with ASMR. Mm-hmm. 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 Totally gross. I'm um, sorry. Everyone hates that. I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like ASMR has been a theme a couple times. Yeah. A couple more. times. It's fine. You know why? I'm it's having like the most. It. I'm having like the most New Yorky thing you could possibly eat. It's a bacon, bacon, egg, and cheese on a toasted everything bagel with avocado. I'm also having the most New Yorky thing: cheap Chinese food that's awesome. Because guess what? When you go to LA and you try to get that cheap Chinese food, it is not comparable at all. No. Come to New York City, literally spend fifteen dollars, and you get a full bag of food, and we can be delivered to you at like one in the morning, and it's amazing. Yeah. Chinese I'm not food, joking. Chinese food and gays rule this city. Oh, truly, and girls with. Big tits. <laughs> so awesome, me. Amazing. Thank you. Anyway, um, how's your life? What's going on? Oh my god, dude, it's been wild. Uh, so my photo shoot happened. I don't think we had. Oh my god, l- that's right. The, the last time we sh- we we talked, it I hadn't right gotten before it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was so dope. Okay. I saw the Insta stories. Well, I have so much more. I just don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to put because it's. <laughs> I can't say the brand yet until right. it's like out. Right. Um, but I will say. I get to studio. I have, this is so wild. We have 15 hairstylists. We have 10 makeup artists, but we're barefaced because, you oh know, God. skin is, because right. um, it's about a, it's about a product. It's not about, I, I won't go into it, but it's not about makeup. It's about a skincare product. So the point is they want us to be barefaced and we're going to do, this was the before shoot in four weeks. We have the after. Okay. And then if they want to, they continue the campaign with a select few of us in terms of the video content. Which is where Psych After comes in and give me those residuals, bitch. Either way, though, it's a national print uh, ad, so it's wild. And I walk in, and I'm just like, I'm the last girl of the day, too. I, I got the call sheet. I, I prepped the whole day to be ready at, like, 8 a.m. to just be there. And we get the call sheet, and my manager's like, hey, girl, they hooked you up. And I was like, what? And I look at it. I literally had a 2 p.m. call. So I roll God, I in. Love that. Fresh face for the gods. Hair, Carrie Bradshaw, you know, just the, how it is now. Just, like, out the shower. <laughs> just coming in. Miss Frizzle. Frizz. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but full, you know. So I walk in, and the hairstylists are so funny. They were like, girl, your hair. I was like, I know, it's a lot. They're like, no, we're excited. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I sit down, and this beautiful woman, um, I'll say her name later, but I, we're friends on Insta now, and she is became my best boo-boo friend on set all day because we hit it off so well that she ended up recording everything I did all day. Like, as I was getting my makeup, as I was doing a screen test, as I was doing da-da-da, she did that for me. And I think it's because we just, like, gelled like that. We just vibed. Um, so she was like, okay. And here's what always comes, comes out when I'm with people that are, like, doing my hair and makeup. Somehow we get to talking about... Oh God, this girl, girl, this hair is wild. I'm like, I know it's wild. She's like, yes. And she's like, did you just wake up like this? I totally did. She's like, you and Beyonce. Every time I get like a Beyonce comment, I'm in. And then I, so funny. I love Beyonce. And I go, well, you know, we're born on the same day. 
not same year. She's older. She she got it first. But um, I'll give it to her. I'll give V the day. But September 4th is our birthday. So I was like, oh, yeah, like just like Beyonce, September 4th. So then we started getting into astrology. Everyone's touching my hair. The other hairstyles are coming over and they're like, oh my God, her hair. Because a lot of the other girls have like more straight, like whatever hair. And the ones that do have curly hair, it's just like curly. It's just like curls. Right. right. Mine You're is wavy. Me like natural crimp. Yeah, I'm natural, just wave of wind blown. I'm beach chic. I'm, I'm beach. Actually, I look crazy. I look Effortlessly have, beach chic. I have sex hair for free. And uh, anyway, so that was magical. And then I go to the makeup artist, and they're doing my brows. And like, girl, you got you got big brows. I'm like, hell yeah, girl. I'm like, yes, you know. And then uh, just lip gloss and some brows and hair. So I go in, and the director, who's this fabulous uh, woman, who was like from on high she has five assistants plus um three techs plus two um producers all staring at me on a screen or whatever it's wildly for most people intimidating for me it's just it's just fucking hilarious like i just went because a lot of these people were just models some were actors and models but most were just models so you know they're just on camera like what do i do you know or they're just like i look amazing and you're like great that's fucking awesome. I love people like that. I think they're iconic. And usually they're the ones I make really good friends with because I bring stuff out of them. I'll be like, have <laughs> you ever thought about it? They're like, what? You know, and they're like, <gasps> you know, and then we like kiki and they tell me good shit about food and, you know, how to not yeah. be a crazy bitch. So love them. And what, what things to buy and fashion and shit. So leading up to this, um, they're giving me all the, all the good tea. Uh, I go to the head oh, lady, which is all female run. Everything's female run. It's Amazing. sickening. Yeah. Love this company. Can't say it, but love them. And she's like, I love her hair, love, but, and I go, say it's going to be bigger. She goes, I want it bigger. And I was yes. like, oh, this is the woman <laughs> for me. So then we go back to the thing and the hairstyle's like, I knew they would do that to you, girl. I knew they would say more hair. Damn it. And I was like, right? You were trying to calm it down. You don't need to calm it down. You need to bring it out. And I have one of those hairs, like a doll, where like if you curl it, it'll stay curled for like three days if I don't like perfectly. Wow. It's like it's like that hair that's like just do this, it's gonna stay right, right? with some hairspray. It's just gonna stay. So we did that. We oh, should. I'm so jealous. Oh, it's like uh. so fun, and it's it's just, but it's insane. Look at it. Um, <laughs> you're seeing it on camera. If you're seeing it, it's wild. And sometimes people are like, "Wow," I'm like, "Okay, calm down." Um, so anyway, so we did that, and then I got on set. They did last looks. Oh, wardrobe. Oh. Oh my god. Yes. Wardrobe. Wardrobe. Those national commercials are not fucking around. Yeah, it's like, and it's for print too, so it's all about the drobe and the look and the hair and the face. It's not about like, how is she, you know, walking? How is she interacting with the environment? No, bitch, it's you. You know, it's your hair, it's your, it's you. So it's like really, they go, hey, sir, we pulled about seven garments for you. We want you to try on. And I was just living my like fantasy, like 90s montage like outfit. Carrie Bradshaw, Devil Wears Prada montage. 100% work. Yes. Like, like montage. Like <laughs> they, Because I was getting them all with gags too, because I think a lot of them were like, look, they have to dress in wardrobe like a bunch of girls and women, and um, even though it's way pared down, because this is the people that were cast, it's still like over like 20, maybe 20, for the whole day, but it's a lot, because you're like really sty- you're styling and whatever, and these girls were the shit. They told me about a burlesque thing happening in Brooklyn. I love all of them. And Anyway, I come in and I'm just like, what you got? What you got? And they're like, we've got this like green, like flowy top. We've got this really tight, no one else is, it's working, but like a really tight, like knit dress, but it's like, it's like cashmere and it's like pressed to the gods and it's like halter. And it's like, sorry, I just touched the mic. I did the wrong person. Um, and not this mic, the other one secrets. Um, 
We're high tech over here. We've got a lot of secret things happening. In here. There's a camera guy over there. There's just a guy standing there staring right. at me. We Thank whole, you. We have a whole Thank team you, Jonathan. Thank you. Can you, you get so me more coffee, Jonathan? Jonathan, Jonathan Thank you so look much. at my eye, in my eyes. <laughs> Spin in my mouth, Jonathan. So, anyway. HR. Uh, we don't have one. We, we are. We are it. <laughs> we'll never be HR. Never be HR. Can never be. Can be helpful. her. Can be no, her. her. No, and wouldn't want to be her. I don't want to be her. And I think anyone who's in HR is literally a godsend and is how is the only reason we're not in the wild, wild rest right now. And truly. Thank you for America that. America is built on HR. Yeah, built on HR and unions. Bless both of you. I wish that were true. Oh God. Uh. Well it was, but it, we're trying not to be, apparently. So anyway. Um, so I try on all these dresses and one of them is so tight and stuff, I'm like Girl can't wear a bra. Girl cannot wear a bra. No, it's gonna get and I was like, give me those pasties. They're like, wow, you're so open for this. I was like, girl, I'm a theater kid. Right. I, Do you know how many people have seen me naked? Right? Like, you know how it is as a theater kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you have stories where, like, you're getting dressed in the wings. You have to you oh have a God, quick yeah. change. And you're just like, hi, guys. How's everybody doing? I have been, like, half naked on stage. Yeah. In front of people. Yep. Like, so it's, I mean, that was a long time ago when I was very pretty, but like. Oh, you're still pretty. How dare you? But I mean, like skinny and pretty. Okay. And, um. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway. Um, so like no qualms. No qualms. They like knew that I was like, honey, she's been working the gig. Since she was like seven. Right. Now I didn't start at seven. We're going to make it, but (laughs) once I got, (laughs) but my point is. Once I got to college and I'm doing like Could Angels Be Blessed and like all these plays that are really avant-garde or the shape of things and there's like there's elements in there that are whatever. It's theater. It's theater. Yeah. Also, musicals, shit, girl, if you're like, you know, uh, Once Upon a Mattress, you're like you're like one of the women in the ladies in waiting, but then you have to be like something else and then you have to be oh, something yeah. else. You're just in the wings it's like. It's the art of the quick change. Just you're like, like ripping guys, shut clothes the, off. You have yeah. people tearing stuff off you, putting stuff on you. You're just like, can give me all the things. I have had some very stressful quick changes really in my life yeah like for Um, what i think the worst one i had i was doing it was the first time i did a wonderful life the musical believe it or not Mm. i've done it more than once um and i was understudying the two male leads and i stop you right there it's a wonderful life the musical the musical what is buffalo gals won't you come out tonight won't you come out is there any other music in there yeah okay i mean it's it's by sheldon harnick it's the Mm. guys who did fiddler so like Mm. You know, it's good. It's mm. I actually really enjoyed the music. No, I'm not shading on it. I just yeah. can't. I'm just wondering like I mean, where people, those songs happen. Shade on it. Oh, they do. Um, it's, oh, well, it's, it's the best movie of all time. It's very pretty. I mean, it's uh, whatever. But like, I was covering, and so I was like, I think 21 or 22, mm. and I had I played 17 different people, <gasps> and there was a dream sequence that in the second time I did it, we cut, and I had to go from being a hobo to being in a full tux in a. About 13 seconds. Dude. It was horrifying. 13 seconds? Seconds. That's messy. It was very messy. Yeah. I think, I think my fastest one was like a, closed. a page. No, maybe it was like a page and a half for um, Could Angels Be Blessed. I went from, I was the only woman, modern woman in this, like it's a group of women in like, I think World War One times. And my name's Marlene. And I'm the... <laughs> And I'm Marlene. the and I'm the harlot of town, and they had all they had me wearing like pants, which was you. they had me wearing they had me wearing like dope pants that they constructed like the crafts the people of the time like period like pants for real like of that era period pants you know, not period pants <laughs> pants from that period pants from that period do you get what I'm saying? And and I had to LOL. change into that from a dress because I was going on a date. Yeah. And like I had to sneak back in and I had to climb. And we had, they had houses they built on stage. And it was so crazy to just be like, okay, change, change, change. Run it. And so I had to be out of breath 
And I was like, girl, she's out of breath. Girl, this is, breath. this is this is method. method. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Anyway, back to your work Sorry, okay. situation. Sorry. Well, no, but tangent. I. Tangent. Theater tangent. Tangent. We always do. Um, it's fine. It's why we're here. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so I tried on all these other really beautiful, gorgeous garments. Some of them were like, oh, I want this one. Oh, I like this one. I like, ooh, look off right. the shoulder. Can I keep it? Yeah. <laughs> like all the things they gave me were like, mm. Because some people are, they're putting some people in like sweaters that I was like, mm. not for me. Now, they might look good on someone who has, like, long limbs and is, like, looks like a certain age and, like, it, it, it comes off elegant. Me, I'd look like I'm a little, like, baby in a big sweater, like, 80s, 80s workout <laughs> like realness. trying on your mom's clothes. Yeah, yeah, right. like, 80s workout realness. And yeah. I was like, these are all beautiful, but not for me. So, luckily, they already knew my measurements. I forgot that. They all know my shit. Right. Like, when I booked it, my, my manager was like, here's literally every measurement of her life. Like, right. you will have garments for her. And so they did. And it was the white, tight, saucy dress that they were like, that's it. And I was like, I love that everyone's into this. Like, I'm starting. Right. It's like you know me. It's like you all feel me. <laughs> so I did my best carry. So I have hair, makeup to the gods. Then we get on set. And it's literally like a camera zoom in like this on my face, like so tight and there's this wonderful boo-boo taking the photos. And he was like, okay, this time once you look over there, okay, think about this, come back to here. Okay, now you're you know smiling. Ha <laughs> ha, I love it. Yes. And like I'm looking over there. And like I'm projected on a giant screen that 12 people are scrutinizing and in his earpiece, like, okay, let's have her. To-. But like for me, it was like, don't care. But I will tell you what got me through it, especially. All of a sudden, we're listening to some like random song, and I'm like, it's fine. It's like dance music, and I love dance music, don't get me wrong. But it's like 90s, like you know, like not, not LaBouche, like rhythm is a dancer, which is like something like, but also like LaBouche. Yeah. But like not LaBouche. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, I really wish like, I love this playlist, but I really don't think this is the vibe for this. All of a sudden Rihanna comes on and it's yes. like, it's like suck my cock and it's like my persuasion. I don't want to get copyright strike. <laughs> but then the couple other ones from like that era of bad Riri, like yeah. she's still bad. She's been bad. She's been bad her whole life. Yeah. I love her. As soon as Rihanna came on, it was like, and I just was like, hum, hum. And, and while this is going on, my best friend that I made that did my hair yeah. is recording all of it. Amazing. So I have like six behind the scenes videos of just me. She's like, look at her. Look at Oh, look at her. Look at It's <laughs> just so funny. I love. And um, it was magical. And then I got out of it. They gave me the product uh, that I'll be using for the next couple uh, weeks to see if there's any difference. Um, and then we have the after photo shoot next next month. And it was really freaking professional and gorgeous and wonderful. And I, what a I, dream. Yeah, dude. And, and dollars. <sighs> It's signs. kind of shameful. Yeah, but also because of all the shenanigans you just described, like you know you're getting that buyout. Yeah, you know I know I want it. <laughs> in perp. Yeah, in perpetuity. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love stuff like that. I don't really, I can't remember if I've had like an experience. Well, no, I guess I did. I did a commercial for web.com that was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the place, that, the location we were in was a little jank, but like, you know, full hair and makeup team. It was in the times of COVID. And so like it was... The, t- the ship was run very tight. Wow. Um, it was not money. It was not a national commercial. Okay. It was like online usage, perp. Whatever, okay. Cool, you cool, know, cool. So like yeah. no, no money beyond the flat rate, but it was fun. I had a really good time. What and was it like? What did you wear? What did you? Overalls. <laughs> right. It was nothing gorgeous. I was like a lawn person. Mm. It was, But I had a lot of fun. I mean, you know, when I said to them, I was like, please have me back. This was fun. And I have not heard from them since, but. I'll Whatever. Be, be that as it you may. should follow up. It was still a good time. I mean, I it's fine. You don't want to do it? It's not that I don't want to. It's just that like that's not my focus. No, not at all. Like I'm we've talked about this before, but yeah, like it's don't very put energy much, like, to the, things. 
I see the thing at the end of the road, and, like, anything that is on the side of the road is a distraction, so I'm just going to, like, plow forward until I hit the end of the road. And then distract the shit out of me. Because yeah. I'm going to need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. No, that's that's kind of like I feel, too. It's like I always try to focus on, because my focus here is to continue to book work in my field, which is performer, actor, uh, talent, and as opposed to just writing or creating, uh, you know, I create pitch decks professionally and I love doing it. It's yeah. so much fun. You're I have, good at it. Oh, I'm really good at it. I love it though. Like yeah. sometimes some of the ideas I'm just like, this is so <laughs> like, I want to make this for you. Yeah. Like I'm really excited, but I have to limit myself purposely because it's great Only money. So much time in the day, but I just literally don't have time to yeah. do more than maybe two a month. And I always limit it to two. Sometimes it ends up being, I'll sign two people a month, but they're taking longer to get their their verbiage together. So it ends up being like one a month. Sometimes it's like three a month because then they all caught up at the same time. That's okay. That's why I limit it to just two clients a month that I sign up with. It's like 200 and you'd never leave your house. Yeah. I'll never leave my house. Yeah. 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 But that's like, that's the goal (laughs) is like, uh, I think, you know, to be a rich bitch, it's like having, you know, pursuing your dreams and doing all the high. And also having the agency to be like, no, no, for real. I'm not doing that. No, for real, um, for real. You know, and I, I kind of missed that agency for a, a couple of reasons. And, like, I had it for a while, but that was because, like, the apartment I was in was different and, like, much cheaper. And, and like, now it's different. So now, like, the saying no is from a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, before it was saying no because, like, I didn't have to say yes. And it didn't right. matter if I said yes because, right. like, everything was covered. Right. Now it's saying no because, like, it's like, is this a waste of time? Is this, like I said, a distraction? Is this worth it? Time is money. Time is money. Because, like, anyone with, like, a mentality to be wealthy or rich is, like, balancing their time, knowing that just as important as to make money and do all these things, it's it's hugely important to say no to things that drain you. Absolutely. Whether, you know, regardless of what, what the situation is. And also, like, to be also a rich, fulfilled human being is to, like, have time for yourself and the people that you love. That makes you do your work better, especially that we're yeah. in like the arts field or like we're in the field where we're being creative. If we are depleted creatively, creatively wise, like we are not going to make good stuff. No. Well, and that's, that's again, like we've had this conversation right. and like off record and whatever, but like my situation has to shift because I'm finding that I'm not having time to do that. And like right. I started a new screenplay, which is also going to be a book, which I'm writing at the same time, which is right. wild, but then also trying to adapt my current book into the TV series I want it to be has not taken a back burner, but it hasn't been the centerpiece. Right. And it really is just kind of like figuring out the way to maneuver in life and still pay for things and do the things and make that center stage because yeah. that's the goal, you know, like that's what's working. And it's really funny because I think I was talking about this the other day for the first time in my life, like the creativity thing that I'm doing mm-hmm. is the thing that's working. Right. And like working in a way that's like, oh wow, this is like happening. Right. Um, I think that's a sign you're on the right path. I absolutely agree. <clears throat> and know? like, and like, it's the first time where that's happened since I think since I had cancer. Wow. You know, like, cause before that things were starting to work and then that derailed me. But now I'm looking at it as like, no, that was putting me on the right path mm-hmm. because without that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wrote, written this book. I wouldn't have, Truly. you know, the article in insider. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Or like anything else centered around this. Like this is again, like I, I had an, an interview on a podcast the other day with John, Wolf, or, or, oh my god, I'm gonna fuck his last name. He's gonna be so mad because I love him. He's brilliant. Um, god damn it. Anyway, <laughs> well, we love you, John. We love you, John. Um, it's a W. I knew someone who had a similar last name, and that's why I'm I'm second guessing myself. Um, 
who was not a great person. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, we're talking about whatever we were talking about. What mm-hmm. was I just talking about? Well, just saying like <laughs> you were derailed because of your cancer, but you would also have written the book and everything. I had this insider article. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't remember the point I was going to make, cool. but I think like the thing, the thing of it is, is like, that's the thing that I'm doing now. Yeah. It's finally working. Yes. Things, are, things are and, flowing. And you know, like things in the performance world for me were not working mm. anymore. And like, you know, when right before cancer happened, like I was like Tara Rubin called me in for Jersey boys, like out of the fucking blue. Like I had no, I don't think I had auditioned for them before. And all wow. of a sudden, I just got this random ass appointment for Jersey Boys, and I couldn't do it because I was in Reno, and the flights were like a thousand dollars, and I would have missed two shows, and I didn't have an under- understudy, and it wouldn't have worked out. And I was so mad because oh, like sucks. there is part of me that's like, should I have done that? Right. Um, of course there is. Yeah, because then later, shoulda, woulda, you know, later on, I had so many friends that were in Jersey Boys that I had like either worked with or knew or were mm. friends with or whatever. And so I was like, should I, like, is that what would happen? But the answer is no, because I had cancer and I wouldn't have been able to do it. Like, it would have been like, I'm in the show for two weeks and then I am in chemo. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, that Ooh. would not have worked out. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Which it, even more heartbreaking to do all of that, leave your other thing, come all the way down and then just be like. And be like, just kidding. JK. No thought dreams it was gonna for work. you. Yeah. Um, but then really like that has, you know, it's kind of, it's reframing it of like putting it in like cancer sucks and it was terrible and traumatizing and, you know, PTSD and all that. But like. I, I would not have a thing. <laughs> Don't drop your rice. Sorry. Um, I would not have a thing to be like, this is the thing that I made if that didn't happen. And I mean, right. I'm sure I would, but it would be different. And it would just be different. And you wouldn't be the same person, frankly. Yeah. And I think about like the quantum split timelines, you know, Ooh, like yeah, there's a too. version of me somewhere that like didn't Did have it. cancer and, mm. like, and was in Jersey Boys and like whatever else. And then there's a version of me that is still living on 73rd Street and like dealing with my apartment situation. <laughs> yeah, that old that old chestnut. That old chestnut. Yeah. And like it, it's fun to think about, mm-hmm. but I can't think about it too much because no. then you start romanticizing the situations that you were in before right. that weren't the best, you know? Like we do that. We off- absolutely do that. You know, like cancer was terrible, but I look back at it now and I laugh at some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And like to me it now it is kind of funny, but like Yeah. Back then it was not because I no. was like, you're dying. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Like I remember laying in a hospital bed. My friend Jordan came to visit me and I was like, is this the end? Like I had a fever of like 103. Ugh. And I was like, what if this is it? And how long was your, if you don't mind me asking, how long was your um, process in cancer? Like how, how long it was, was like your treatment? 10 months. It was like nothing in comparison Sinto. to like some other sure. people. Like it was. That's a long time though. It came on fast and it left fast. Mm. It was really strange. Mm-hmm. It was such a mind fuck because like I went from performing full time to bleh, being stuck full of needles on a regular basis. Mm. So it was just a very weird mind fuck. Mm-hmm. But all that to say. Had that not happened, I wouldn't have read, wrote this book, right. Cancer, Musical Theater, and Other Chronic Illnesses, available at Barnes & Noble and anywhere you buy books. Yes. I've rehearsed that. Um, <laughs> Good. And it wouldn't be an insider. Yeah, it wouldn't be an insider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm making currently making a YouTube video about this on a longer, longer form. Cool. <clears throat> but I will just say to anyone who is doing anything creative, like, uh-huh. and you know this. But, like, writing a script, writing a book, Mm -hmm. creating a show, doing a concert, whatever the case may be, hire a publicist. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Mm -hmm. First of all, yes, it costs money. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. I 
published this book before. It was self-published yeah. on Amazon like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do dick with it because <laughs> I was embarrassed. Like right. I, the way that the file saved a lot of the editing that my friends and I had done didn't save the right way. Oh, I hate that. And if I had to read that book one more time, I was going to lose it. So Having creative sent, shame is the worst. Yeah. I just sent it out to be printed and yeah. I spent all this money on printing the book <clears throat> and it didn't go anywhere because I didn't do much press around it. I had like a press release that I sent like a couple places, one or two places picked it up. And then I had some yeah. fucking cunt friends be like, Oh, the grammar is terrible in here. And I was like, okay, well you edited it. So like, yeah. and that's when we realized that the file didn't save correctly. And I sent uh, the wrong one. So that being said, <laughs> um, I didn't have a publicist for that and it yeah. went nowhere and I let it die and it sat on Amazon for like six years and I was like, oh, yeah. God, I have this book. I'm like, nah, I wrote a book, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, diminishing it and turning it into something stupid that it wasn't. Yeah. And then when, we do that, don't we? We take things that are do. like um, really freaking awesome and we sometimes diminish them. Um, but it's like having the wherewithal to know that this is something that needs to be read and it does matter. I had, to, I had to be like that, that with Dr. Seeds. Not that I ever thought it wasn't good. I just knew that I had to put more, like, during COVID, hire a publicist, da 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 and look what happened. Yeah. So it's the same shit. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Because the thing, first of all, like, a publicist's job is to have relationships. You're essentially paying them for relationships yep. that you don't Friends. have. <laughs> right. And, of course, like, research the people and make sure yeah. you're with the right people and they have the right focus. and find Or out. use your friend's publicist. Right. Like, find, right. Referrals are, are strong. But, mm-hmm. like, find out what their placements mm-hmm. are and, like, how consistent they are and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the one that I'm working with now is books. Yeah. And, like other things like books and miscellaneous mm-hmm. or people who have books and the other things that they do. Okay, cool. But like once my contract with them is finished, then like moving over to someone who's more TV film oriented yeah. because of the adaptation of the book into TV. So it's just like, that's, that's time that you don't need to spend one building a relationship with someone who's, a, who's a, writer or editor at a publication, but then also like writing pitches and sending them out and like, blah, 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 blah. like it just is such which a time you know how to do. which I do know how to do, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. Right. Like you need time. You have no time. And like, I'd be happy to do it for someone else. Like that's the thing. Like I'm good at that. I'm good at doing it for other people. Yeah. I don't want to do it for myself cause I'm too close to it. It's like, okay, it's like yeah, when we talk that. about like, don't direct the, your own thing. Please don't. Because you're yeah. too close to it. And you're so you're, pr- you're precious about it, things. You should not be directing it. Well, but also if you wrote, wrote it, it, you shouldn't direct it, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, certainly people do that. But for me personally, I know that I should not do that. I'm too close to it. And I mm. would not be as discerning as I should be if mm-hmm. I didn't write it. Because then you you get to this point where you're so precious about certain things that, like, yeah. probably don't matter. And, like, have some kind of have, sentiment to you. But maybe don't feed the story as I well think as you, you have to be not an actor, though. Like, I feel like if you're a writer-director, you have to just be a writer-director like Steven Spielberg. Or just, like, you know what I mean? There are extremely talented writer-directors that can write and then direct. But they're not the ones in the story. They're not the ones. Right. They're not the ones playing these characters. This is just an idea they had. So they should be directing it. But that's all they have to worry about is the storytelling aspect. They don't have to step in the camera and be like, "Okay, how's this look? Is this so good?" Like, <laughs> like that's right. We talked about that before. Time is money. Like, time is money. You can't. you can't spend all that time on set looking at, at the shot back and yeah. be like. And then, of course, you're going to be too hard on yourself and, like, go back and do right. it a hundred times. We've talked about this already because mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a thing that I would do. Right. And know, it's, and like, it's, oh, I look fat here. Let's shoot it again. Raise the camera up another mm-hmm. foot and shoot down so I look Well, that's skinny. the thing. As an actor, you, you can't be like that ever because you're literally there to portray a character who cares how fat you look, who cares how blah, blah, blah. You're literally playing a character. Yeah. You can't be like that. Right. You just can't give a shit. And I don't, so... You can't. Well, you don't have to because you're not fat. Well, yes, but, you know, sometimes I'm sure I have an off-looking day or yeah, something's yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, blah. I get it. 
Or like you're not feeling your best self, but you have to like. Yeah. And I think in the beginning I had a lot of things where I'd watch something and be like, oh my God, my voice. Or oh my God. Now I'm like, don't even care. Right. And the thing is too, like I say that from a place of having been skinny and having been way bigger than I am now too. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, and like, uh, this is actually a conversation I would love to have. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a production company I know right now that uh, I can't think of their name, but the people who are on it are strictly predominantly and solely fat people. Wow. And they're creating stories and content centered around living and existing as a fat person. And it's great. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I want to work with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying, like, oh, I look too fat. That's my shit. Like, Mm -hmm. that comes from years of scrutiny and entertainment and buying into it and all the other shit. Our industry does not help. No, and not seeing a place where someone like me would fit. Where I'm not, like, morbidly obese, but I'm also not a, a rail and there's like that weird in between that's kind of like meh, and then the camera makes you look like you are more, but yeah, it's the like this weird. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. Camera does so not lie, but also it that's, lies. That's all me, and you know, right. I want to see more of that, and this is again like I I talk about this too with my book. When the pilot of that is ready to be shot, yeah. like, am I playing me? Or am I not? If you are, I think you should. I would. But I think someone else needs to direct. You cannot be. I would not direct. I would not. I don't want to direct. But but the question of like, am I playing me? Like, again, this is why I shouldn't direct. Is because I like in my mind, it's like, oh, it's when I was twenty five and I was super skinny and I was really in great shape and blah blah blah. So should I really be playing me in this period of time? Because like, I'm closer to forty than I am to twenty four, and so like it doesn't do the story justice. But then is the story really about young people having cancer, or is it just a cancer story about you? About me, and so therefore it doesn't matter. Right. But then when I get to the parts where, like, I've lost shit tons of weight and I'm, like, Dallas Buyers Club status, like, then what do I do? Do we CGI me into a skeleton? Do we hire (laughs) someone else and, like, deep fake me onto them? Um, (laughs) I think it would just take, since if it's asking for all that, I think it would have to be shot spread out, and I think it would have to be shot... Yeah, yeah, well, I mean... That was, that's what they did for Dallas Buyers Club. Totally. They shot him normal, and then he went on an insane crash diet. And, totally. You know. Yeah. I mean, and would I really want to do that is the right. other question. Because we're also question. living in a heightened reality. So, like, do I have to look like a dead cancer patient no. to play that part? And the answer is no. Because, like, people with cancer don't look like rails all the time. No. There like, was a my, very short period of time. Yeah. I. You know, my mom had cancer, and she she looked... She didn't have hair, and she looked different, but she didn't look like a skeleton person, you know? Yeah. So you don't know how yeah. some people are going to... No, I actually bloated really bad because mm. of, like, steroids and drugs that they Steroids, that's right. They yeah. make you really, like, puffy and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then once the stem cell transplant happened, then I just, like, withered away into nothing. But wow. I bounced back from that pretty quickly. I think it was, like, two two or three months that I bounced wow. back from that. Wild ride. Wild. But I think Wild for ride. you, it's really just, <clears throat> what are you? what do you think is the be- most important thing? Is it... Because... <clears throat> Is it important that you have, I mean, you don't have experience as a director. No. So that's the other thing. It's like you do have experience as being you and you do have experience being an actor. Yeah. Um, for Dr. C's, I wrote and starred in it. I absolutely did not direct. So I was just the character. Well, and actually that's an interesting question too. Like looking back. Yeah. Do you wish you directed? Not at all. Not even once. Was there a thought in your head to direct? No. Okay. Because I knew that... <clears throat> Directing would only, and I believe this about all artists, if you do all the parts, every single part, while this is supposed to be a a, a medium that is uh, not, you're not an island. You're supposed to have like multiple people doing all these really things that they're good at. If you literally think that you can do it better, something that someone literally their job is to direct, you already, you're going to fuck your whole shit up. 
you're going to be too in your head. You're going to make it so much. Yeah. You're going to make things slower. You're going to be like, no, this needs to be, let the people that literally do this do their job because what you do is you interview people, you interview people, you get their feedback on the script, you get their feedback on the world. You guys talk about it creatively. If they vibe with what you're trying to do, let them do it. Trust them to do it. And I trusted them and it, it beyond paid off. Yeah. Like even things that maybe I said, I really like, there are things I, obviously there's things you, you hold fast. Right. Right. So like for Dr. Seeds, there's a scene where <clears throat> writing the deal with Dr. Seeds now on Plex TV, um, she practiced that was on Amazon for <laughs> years until they got, took off short form, had an Emmy run and now we're on Plex. It's awesome though. It's great. So anyway, there had to be a pole straight up, a real metal pole. Because I want to do the showtime, showtime kind of thing on the train. But I jump on it and then a male performer in a wig that looks exactly like my hair who did Cirque du Soleil does an incredible like pole performance, lands out of frame, pops up and it's me. And I'm like, (gasps) you know, and I needed that real pole for that bit because the bit is I do it. And then the homeless woman in the back, sideways Jane, everybody else is like 10, like randomly pulls out cards and everyone's like 10, 10. And then sideways Jane's is like three. And I'm like, fuck you. You know, I'm like mad, you know? So anyway, that's the whole bit. And that was very important for me to have these weird bits in between, these weird bits in between. And never explaining why that was a man in a wig up there. My friend Olivier, shout out, crushing it right now in a couple, a couple of movies right now. Um, yeah, so I needed that. So I had pushback. I had just a little bit where they were like, we can't put like a real menopause. Like, well, I want a real menopause. That's like the one, I really need that. Like, we're not using the real train. We're going to build this cool set. We all decided that's better to do anyway. Can, yeah. And and we have it this style. And I'm down. All this sounds great. I just need that fucking menopause. And we put that menopause, and it's the, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. That's what I mean is when it's collaborative. Like, there were other things that they pushed back on. Like, Sarah, I feel like in this scene... You know, I know what you're viewing it as, but in this, in the scenario that we have here, storytelling wise, this would work maybe better. And I would think about it think about it, look at it. They're fucking right. Thank God. Thank God they said that to me because even though I'm the one who knows the world, knows the character, knows the people, I'm not the the King God, whatever. I'm, I'm just the person, the creator who is then going to not be a creator and be a person, be Dr. Seeds. I don't have time to do all these other parts. So I'm going to be hundred percent real. I don't regret a single giving the reins to people that that yeah. is literally their job. But I, but I interviewed them. You know what I mean? I interviewed yeah. them and then having a Lindsay Elizabeth hand baddie, um, sign on one of my best friends and just a wonderful person and a really creative, wonderful producer, very collaborative edge in motion productions, LLC. She, um, she not she, sponsored, not sponsored, but amazing. <laughs> she, uh, she took everything I was saying and she, and we translated that into realness and, um, the director we hired, Michelle Cotolo, she's so sickening. And now she's a, an executive at Fox animation, comedy, Amazing. killing it. Yeah. So she got my humor immediately. Think about my humor and Dr. Seeds is right. weird. It's like, um, adult swim Fox right. animated, it like animation. it literally is animated, yeah. but it's in real but life. It has, it has segments though that are mortal comedy animated. You know, I had uh, Jeff Rabinak uh, was the uh, editor, and I knew he'd do a good job because he could do animated stuff, and he was weird as hell and got video games, and he got all of that. And so, I mean, I placed these people, but they had to get what I was saying, and also they'd be willing to do it, and also, like, I had to trust them. And it turned out to be way better than I could have imagined. Thank God I didn't get in my own way. Now, on the flip side, as someone who's now... Um, been on set with people who are doing all the things. They're like, I'm the star, I'm the director, I'm the, you can see them destroying their own product in front of you. 
you see it happen. You're like, dude, let that was a good take. Just right, stop. Just stop. Like, You're seriously, wasting stop. Time You're now. wasting everyone's yeah. time. <laughs> like, let the DP frame it up. Let the director say, I think we have a good take. Why are you directing? Right. So that's all I'm saying is like, there's nothing wrong with creating something like my crazy ex-girlfriend. She had to play that character. She yes. wrote that character. She knows that character. But did she direct? Hell no, bitch. She yeah. maybe directed an episode way later on when things were like running when like clockwork. When they got a handle on it, yeah. Sure. But she didn't direct the pilot. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you can't. Well, I'm, I'm also thinking too, like the music video I shot for the Edward I era yeah. um, for Renaissancing, available anywhere you stream music. Uh, like I hired a whole team. Like, mm-hmm. and the one thing, the one thing that I'm most proud of, and I don't remember if I've even talked about this before here yet, mm. but like the one thing I'm so proud of with that set is that everyone was paid. Mm-hmm. Every single person 100%. was paid a day rate. Mm-hmm. Every single person was fed. There was a, an abundance of water. Yes. Everyone was happy Craft with their costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just had the best time. It was 90 degrees. We were Ooh. in like you know, French Victorian era, like costumes. It was so crazy. Like, and I didn't realize how dehydrated I was until I got home, but like, and the bathrooms in the park were closed that day. It was just such, like people were peeing in the bushes. It was a mess. But we had like everyone was taken care of, and that was right. so important to me. Mm-hmm. It's very important. And now that we're talking about this a little bit more, like I obviously wrote that. Mm-hmm. I had the vision for it. Right. I starred in it, obviously. But you know, Taylor Coriel, brilliant. Oh, love Taylor. She directed it. Thank God. And she yeah. was very good. Now that you're talking about this, she was very good at being like, okay, we're good. And the f- the first time that I asked to see something, she was like, absolutely not. That will take up time. Moving on. Mm-hmm. She was like, we got it. You need to trust me. That's why I'm here. And I was like, yep, you're right. You're correct. That is literally what I'm paying you for. So never mind. Right. So right. now that I'm able to draw that lateral line. <laughs> right. You're getting that. That's so that's so cool to hear. I didn't know that's how it went down. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had a crew of, I think, nine people. Yeah. Plus a cast of, I think, 11. Yeah. Like, it was big. And yeah, we just big. We shot in Fort Tryon Park. Every single person got paid, and Love that was Fort so Tryon. important for me to do. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted... Because, you know, you hear these stories about, like, certain certain people doing tours or music videos or whatnot that you get paid in like french fries Mm -hmm. and like we had french fries but like also money like Mm -hmm. cannot pay rent with Mm -hmm. french fries like give me money and so i made i wanted and this was all out of pocket like this was out of pocket right and i made sure everyone got paid at least over a hundred dollars for the day and and that's just what i wanted it was the most important thing to me yeah no i think that's that's very key i think that if you're willing to make this either crowdfund or have the funds or work and put money away yeah. or get investors or there's so many ways or like around all this. of the above, you Do know, all like, the things. like, like put so some of your I own can, money in it, crowdfund some of it, get investors. Honey, like. I did all three of those for Dr. Seeds, you know, and that's what made it yeah. possible. Um, you know, and then for the diner thing that we raised like $37,000 and then we also just for post raised about, I think. 17,000 just now, like yeah. last week. Like, that's the thing is like, if you don't have it, raise it. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about your art. Talk about that. That was one thing I talked about on John's podcast too was like the idea of the scarcity of money in entertainment. It's not. It's not true. Like, there's people that are, <clears throat> there's people that live every day. And I mean this like in the not negative way possible, but there's people every day that don't live lives like we do where we get to, um, create stories and embody stories or be creative like me and you here we are on a Sunday doing our podcast <laughs> whenever as we're, as we're eating food as we're just literally we're friends and we're just talking about things that we yeah. know but like this isn't the reality for a lot of people they have to work a nine to five they have to do they're in they're in fields that aren't expressive yeah 
you know, and there's a lot of money out there from people that are just like, I just want to be part of something creative and I really want to help yeah. that happen. Yeah. And that's a lot of places. That's everywhere. Well, and I was talking about this earlier with Catherine where like... But it's not going to be there if you tell yourself it's not there. It, well, anyway. that too. Yeah. But but there's also like this need and a growing, especially, and this is also true in business. There's been a lot of market research going on around small businesses versus corporate conglomerates. And there's a lot of distrust right. around corporate con- conglomerates as there should be. Truly. Um, but there is starting to become this very interesting kind of not, I don't want to say throwback nostalgia, but need and want and hunger for community. Right. Because we have had a void of it for so long. Isolation. Right. And so isolation. And that's where like the rise of the micro influencer from like TikTok and Instagram is coming from where people just want like a small town voice that they can trust. And mom and pop shops are coming back. And I hate to make this comparison because it's not really a mom and pop shop, but there is nostalgia tied into it. But Barnes and Noble is having a comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, they've opened new stores recently, which Print is media. insane. Print, Print books, media. Hard, hard copies. Yes. Give me something soft tangible. Copies, we don't copies. own it. Nobody owns anything because like it's everything's mm-hmm, digital. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go today. Actually, when we're shopping, we're going to stop in between because I'm getting furniture and stuff. We're doing like our household real nice because I moved in with my boyfriend in December and we're looking for stuff and we're going to stop at Barnes and Noble just to see some books, just yeah. to like touch some books, just like look at some books. Yeah. That's never something I would have done like five years ago. No, I love it. But like to your point of crowdfunding yeah. and everything else and people who just want to belong to something like that is on the rise. Truly. And so like, even though there's the appearance of not having money anywhere because everyone's like frazzled and living off of credit and everything else, like fine, whatever, same. But you know, like I just talked to a friend of mine who's chasing some guy around for $150,000 for a show. And like that guy just has $150,000 to throw down at yeah. a random ass show. Yeah. And so like this idea that no one has money is like, it's not that they don't have it. It's that they are prioritizing spending it differently than you are and they don't know perceiving you. and they don't know you get them to know you No, like, and trust. You can't. It is the number one thing in business. No, like, and trust. That's kind of what I'm talking about with the community building. Which right. I, I talk about this all day, every day with brand consulting and everything else. Like, yeah. if they don't know you, they don't trust you, and then they won't buy from you. Yeah. They have to have that perception. Also, if you have an idea, so many artists do this. If you have, like, an idea in your head and, like, it's such a good... Guys, I have such a great idea. It's an idea. It's such a good idea. I have a great idea. Great. Write it down. Stop telling the four <laughs> friends that you have to talk about it for two years. Get it out there. Yeah. Or they're going to do it for you. Yeah, get it out there. And you're going to be mad, and there goes that friendship. Yeah, get, they're going to get it. Just get it out. Like, just get it out there. Draw, Do some drawings of it. Take some photo stills of what you're talking about. Write a script. Write a treatment. Shoot a little thing. Just get it out. So then when people see it, somebody with money might come along and be like, yo, well, and this also, is some good shit. Also, too, to the artist component of that yeah. is, like, I feel like a lot of times people who do end up talking about it for, like, two years at a time without doing anything about it, like, there's a level of imposter syndrome in this and the next mm-hmm. thing. The draft of my book that is out now yeah. is not the first draft of the book. Mm. Like I had like a multi hundred thousand dollar, uh, hundred thousand word dollar. I wish, um, <laughs> like brain vomit of what I wanted this book about. Mm. And it just was like, you know, it started in 1986 and it went through like me living in Amish land forever. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is not relevant. Like this is not what the book is about. It's about cancer. Yeah. And I did not have cancer back in 1986 when I was born. So like gone, like right. redline it. And like, I just think the value of having that brain dump so that I could look at it from a bigger picture and kind of like zoom in on what I wanted versus like, let's tell my whole life story. It's like, no, we're talking about these 10 months, this one year ish that this happened. Huge. That's it. And everything that was outside of that got 
Cut. Yeah, because the point is, this is your experience for that traumatic, really intense thing that not yeah. everyone goes through. Totally, but and and yes, that is true. But the point being, like, if you have an idea, just cut the fat. Fucking later. write it down. Yeah, just write, write it down. All of it. Fat and all. Put fat it and down. all. There's Doesn't things matter. I wrote. I think there was a. There's things I wrote. I mean, not for Doctor C's. I think they all made the cut because at that point I had toned that world so much that I was like, I know what people need to see. Yeah. But I did. Take, like, for Dr. Seeds, I think episode three is the support group. It used to be the last episode. It made no sense. Lindsay was like, hey, girl, love what you've written. You have, like, the full thing. It's just that I think this should be here. And I was like, oh, oh. shit, dude. That is actually <laughs> exactly what should happen, bro. And this is why we hire yeah, people. You know what I mean? Like, because it gets you out of your – so even my – I thought it was ready to go, and it was, but it needed to be also, even when it's, like, written like, out well. Like, around. Let's, let's – Rejudge it. Let's Lego that shit. You know what I mean? Like, let's make the Lego blocks Jenga. from here. Jenga that bitch. You know, re reassess. Yeah. Tetris that bitch. You know? Um, right. No, exactly. Because uh, I think bottom line is the hardest thing, honestly, about uh, being an artist um, and, and that isn't making things is like stopping yourself from doing it. Stop trying to say it has to be perfect. I'm talking to myself here, by the way, uh, seven years ago. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't make Dr. Seeds. Because I would be like, I feel like this is so fucking awesome. No one's ever done anything about the subway train and the mental illness on the subway train, but also like not making fun of it, but showing that you can have a community and showing that like it is a, that the subway is a commentary on the world yeah. and that if we were better here, the subway would be better. Right. Cause it's like, it's a commentary. That's the whole point. I also just realized and love that you were doing Dr. Seeds at the same time that I was writing my book. <laughs> <laughs> So we were both going through it. We were both going through yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my we god, were the timeline. Something that that is about us, but not about us. That's about us, but it's not. It's about, also about being human. It's also about handling certain things. Yeah. It's also about the ways people find their tribe, or the ways people find um, support, or despair, or. Um, and mine is like a comedy that's immense. It's just insane. And yours is like a real introspective, but musical also element. So it's like also well, insane. And on camera, it will be insane. insane. That's my point. Yeah. We're like switching in between reality and not reality right. between all of it. And until, that's all in there. Until reality isn't there But it's anymore. all in there until you get it out. Exactly. Right. Because if I said no, you know what? No one's going to go for it. It's fine. It has to be perfect. It has to be like this kind of story about roommates and shit that everyone was doing at that time. Like it's a roommate comedy. It's like, right. okay. It's a how, buddy roommate how comedy. How many roommates blah, 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 do we have blah, blah. to talk about? Anyway. Right. We've uh, all had roommates. Friends, cool. Friends Love and it. Seinfeld ruined it for everyone. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Literally. Um, <laughs> like both shows. Love one. I'm okay about the other. I'm not going to say which one. I don't want to get into the thingy. Yeah. But I, I will think s- I probably agree with you on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on, the, on that one. Yeah. But my <laughs> thing is that until you get it out, you haven't you're not doing it. You're not doing yeah. what you're supposed to be doing. As an artist, you're supposed to communicate your art. You can make it for yourself to look at, but just get it out at least. Yeah. Because and because if you're talking about this idea, again, like four years in a row to your same friends, it gets to the point where it's like, dude, either write it down or don't. Write it down crazy. That's why the morning pages, going back to the thing, yeah. it's just literally a word vomit and yeah. it gets you started. And that's like the hardest part. It's not actually making the thing, no. which is very hard, but it's like just getting it out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of getting it out. Let's talk. Um, the Great Hair Fire. Oh, well, wait. Wait. <laughs> Before we get to The Great Hair Fire, which I'm not trying to skip. I'm going to end on that or whatever. We'll talk about that. We have but skipped I talk every about, single time. Okay, we're not, we skipped it every episode. And don't worry. We've thought about it. But I want to hear more about your insider interview. I just want to hear about it. Oh like, my God, how was okay. the experience? I okay. talked about my photo sheet. Let's talk about your insider interview. Okay, so I in, want to hear about you. Insider came through my publicist. Uh, cool. Biggest placement we've had so far. So cool. Super happy about it. Like, obviously, like my, a friend of mine texted me a screen cap of her Google News suggestions, and I was right in the middle of it. And I was oh. like, 
I want to know the metrics. Um, I've started to get like some more Instagram followers, and I'm like, is this, is this? Probably. I don't know. I hope so. Um, but yeah, so I mean, my publicist got this. This has been in the works for months now. Mm-hmm. And essentially, like, I wrote the article. And then they edited the crap out of it. However, and I did not choose the headline. I think it's, what's really interesting to me is, like, the narrative around, like, the boyfriend leaving me mm-hmm. during chemo. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever really heard about him, but maybe once. You well, because I don't him. talk about him. That's my point. But and the like, article makes it seem like that is your Well, it does. Thing. And, like, that's what I think is so funny. It's, it's, like, this happened, like, that happened. Right. Um, 11 years ago. It's so far in the rear view. Like, I no. don't think... It, it makes it sound like he's been living in my head rent-free for 10 years. But, like, again, happy to cash in on the cancer card. Like, play it. Do mm-hmm. it. Do the things. Mm-hmm. Fine. And that's what the... That's the headline that they wanted to lead with. And so that's the story that I wrote. Get the most clicks. Yeah. And fine. Cool. I get that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's not doing anything but steroids. So, like, you know... <laughs> live your truth. It's fine. But it's just so funny to me that that's what they're that's running That's the one. With. Yeah. And and also same with like the friend that left, you know, mm-hmm. like that's that's a story I think I talk about a little bit more because mm-hmm. it's it's so common for people who go through traumatic things to have like friends and and partners yeah. and and spouses leave them during mm-hmm. that period of time mm-hmm. and so that's something that I do talk about frequently, but like my feelings aren't hurt. No, like, neither of these neither of these men, it's always the men. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, take up any oxygen in my life. No, no, no. They only are now because it's a it's a commentary that I make on. Well, in, you're talking about that book. era of your life, and totally. they were there, totally. and then not there. And I just thought when the when I saw the headline that they have originally or that they had, had officially selected, I was like, oh, it's a bad day to be either one of these people. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've done a very good job in not naming names, and and I'm not going to because Mm-mm. like they don't deserve that kind of whatever backlash might happen. So the same them. way about my ex husband. Yeah, it kind of, it say. Don't it doesn't I don't care. And that's the thing. It's, I'm so apathetic. I just don't even care. It yeah, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, um, but yeah, the article was much longer because I'm wordy mm-hmm. and talk a lot. Um, Same. And they cut a lot of it out. And I understand why they did because it needs to be like digestible. Sure. And I don't write in a digestible manner all the time. But the thing of it is, I think they did a really, really great job. Frank Alito, shout out at Insider. Mm-hmm. Love you. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really, really great job at taking what I did right and getting to the point with all of it. So Got like it. there was a lot of commentary around the things and okay. they kind of cut that out to just get to the thing. Great. And the only thing that I'm that I absolutely did not want to not have there is the way that it started and the way that it ended, mm. which was the, I was just about at the place where it was like, oh my God, I feel like it's finally working Yeah, with like being called in for Jersey boys yes, and everything else. Everything was happening. And then that went away to now yeah. where I'm sitting in my apartment writing an article that I was asked to write for Insider that right. I was paid for that like, like, oh my God, it's actually working. It is happening. Yeah. And so it's this full circle moment Ooh. of like... And that's what I wrote. And it was much longer and whatever. But that was the point that I wanted to get across. And that's right. a, they kept it there. And they also kept in that it's being adapted to TV, which I also really wanted. Work. So, wow, yeah, it was wild. I, the night that I, I was up really, really late writing it, it didn't take me that long. It was only a couple hours. And I just remember sitting there like, I want to close this by saying that, like, 24-year-old me who had cancer. Yeah. 
right before diagnosis, yeah. would look at me now writing an article for fucking Insider yeah, and be like, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good for you, girl. In like an apartment, and this was kind of part of the, what they cut out, but like in an apartment that 24-year-old me would have never dreamed of living in. Yeah. You know, and it's not even that it's that spectacular. It's like great. in the grand scheme of things, but I love my oh, apartment. Oh, I love it. Um, I love mine too. When you, know, you love like, your place, it's so important. It's so important. And like, you know... Hail Navy Blue Walls. Nice. Thank you, Laura Hayhurst Compton, for the love an elevator also. Love. Yes, right. But, you know, it's just like the hindsight of where I was then looking yeah. at me now and talking to 24-year-old me and being like, you're writing an article or insider, bitch. Yeah. Like, people want to talk to you. That's true. So, yeah. I actually had a full circle moment with my photo shoot, and then I'll get into my hair because that's also a full circle moment. <laughs> um, and we'll finish it out. The Great Hair Fire. The Great Hair Fire of 2021. 2020. Um, yeah, no, I... I felt that way too, and I'm and I'm sitting on set and just being paid. You're so rich. You're so fucking rich. Yeah, I made. I think I made ten percent of my income that I did last year in one day. So like that's, that's crazy wild. this year. Yeah. Right. Think about that. I'm just doing metrics. I'm doing math. Um, <laughs> but um, math. But as a woman in her thirties, a woman as a twenty-something. I thought they would be taking my photos then, but they're taking them now. Right. And I just had like a total, for, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, 20 something seeds would be like, bitch. You better work. Right. You've never been in the better shape of your life. I haven't. You've never been feeling your zhuzh and so much yourself. You've never been hotter. I love you. Yeah. And I would have been like, girl, thanks. Yeah. Keep working at that restaurant. Sorry, you're there. <laughs> no, it'll serve you at some point. It'll serve you, but you're going to be done. Pretty but you're going to be, be out of there. You're only there for you. Yeah, so yeah, you're going to yeah. get out. And you're going to have a side card and you're going to be on the board. How about that? Right. Because the then you didn't have a side card and you cried in the back because right. you served somebody with a side card. Look right. at you now. You're a queen of sag now. Yeah, I'm literally no skin. No, 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 no. Not no, yet. We have, Look out, we Fran. Have queen right now. Um, one day. Right. One Sarah's day, coming for your job, Fran. I'm coming, Fran. For, yeah, no, I'm I love, I love everybody that's involved in SAG after. I think it's such a beautiful organization. It and is. to they be elected to be on the board um, now for the third or fourth time, I think, is so phenomenal and is to be able to make such change. But anyway, that's such a full circle moment, right? Because it's like, did I, did I think in my 20s, like, oh, in your 30s, you're going to be, like, taking... Gonna no, I thought, my, I thought that in my in my 20s, I thought in my 30s, I'd be dead. Yeah. Like, I just thought no it career, be ta- yeah. like, washed up or famous. Like, yeah, it was, like there was <sighs> no in-between. There was no, like, oh, maybe you'll be, like, stable and, like, doing yeah. things here and there. I was like, you'll either be washed up and, <laughs> and half dead yeah. or you'll be Beyonce. Yeah, I was literally like, you're either going to be... Um, so famous people can't get away from you or you'll be dead. So we're getting there. We're, gonna, we're very <laughs> We're strange. somewhere in between. We're, 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 right. we're All or nothing. We're, the, we're on the all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another full circle moment was as I was on set, and this is getting to the to the story we want to tell, <laughs> as I'm doing my hair and I'm like, wow, your hair is so full and da-da-da. I'm like thinking like... like funny, once upon once, a time yeah, literally, <laughs> literally less than two years ago. I have been waiting to hear this story for weeks now. Your girl, your girl did some crazy shit to her hair. Now, I grew up in the South. I grew up all over America. We had bonfires. We had uh, candlelight vigils. We would do and some big hair. And big hair. The closer the to God. The bigger hair, the hair, the closer yeah, to God. Closer to God. <laughs> yeah, but no, like seriously, the amount of times in high school where I was like at a bonfire party and I was like, yeah, you know, like I was uh, never has my hair caught on fire. Even this, um, oh holy night, and you're like in in a church and you have like little the candles candle. and like yeah. never once even. So why this time? I don't know. 
So the universe was like, eh, fuck you. Cause I had gone that day to get my second, I think it was my booster, my vaccine booster, or maybe it was like 2021 was our second, it was the second one of the, of the, uh, Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. So I get it done. We come back. My boyfriend's at my apartment. I'm trying to be super cute and super hot. And I start like lighting all these candles that I've lit. Like I said, she's a witchy woman. She does her new moon rituals. She does all yeah. lighting all these candles and setting them around the tub, the, the bathtub to be like a romantic moment for us. And I turn on the water and it's like coming out. It's like, except not in the arms of the angels. Cause that's a sad animal song. Um, <laughs> just some Enya song that's fucking playing or some shit. And, um, can say well, the time. So as I'm like doing that, um, I'm looking in the mirror and she's like, oh my God, in a robe, like, oh, I'm killing it. He's, <laughs> he's going to want to He's going to die. He's in the other room working because <laughs> we had our boosters and now we're just chilling. He's in the other room, like doing some, com- something, not a conference call, thank God, but he's doing something. And, uh, I go then to like get in, go look in the tub, make sure the water's the right temperature. And as I'm in the tub, I feel like a little warmth, like on the side, all the left side of my face, just a little heat. And I think like, oh, I'm near the candles, oh but everything's cool. And I'm like, hmm, that smells weird. And I smell like straight up burning, but here's what the fucked up part is. Have you ever smelled burning hair? Yeah. It smells like a horse. It's terrible. It, it smells like, it smells like rats burning. You know what I mean? It smells like anybody's hair. And as New Yorkers, hair. we know what that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it every Saturday. They burn no, the rats I'm a every week. Yeah. Um, I would never. But um, I smell that. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe, um, maybe. rats are terrible. No, when I love them, but also yes, yeah, they cover. They have the plague. Anyway, yeah. So I smell the burning. So then I'm like. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So this is all, I'm sure this is all happening within seconds. But to me, this was like minutes of time, just like contemplating what's going on. Yeah. So then I go and I'm like, oh no. And I look in the mirror and literally half of my entire head is engulfed in flame. And I don't mean just a little bit of flame. I mean, just like, it went so fast up my fucking hair. And I thought she was hydrated really well. I used hydrated shampoo. Doesn't matter. The bitch was like, I want your hair. I'm taking it with me, bitch. It went. Hades so, said. <laughs> yeah, come to hell, girl. So I look in the mirror and I see it. And, I go, ah, ah, and like, I think about Home Alone 2. This is what saved my life. I immediately thought of Joe Pesci. Right. Home Alone 2. And what does he do? He Just dunks his head. head in a toilet. Yeah. I go, there's a fucking tub right there. Yeah. There's a motherfucking tub I right there. I thought you were going to say toilet. And and I never was like, would I ever do good that. For you, girl. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> Even in this case, I might let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. A Sinead O'Connor in my head. I don't care. Oh my so God. I see, I push some of the candles in the water to douse them, and I just go, <sighs> I cannot with you. <laughs> so I just am, now I've ducked my head and I look around the room and the entire room, and I'm not even, Mike can attest to this, hand of God, hand of goddess, Sh- Shiva. <laughs> the whole bathroom is covered in black soot, black soot. The, the tub. Did you take pictures of this? No, I was horrified. I wanted no part. I wanted to forget this. What? I would have taken pictures. Okay, I don't know, dude. When your hair lit on fire, you just took it out. You <laughs> saved your own life. The last thing you're like, should I take a photo? Like selfie time. Like, <laughs> what kind of influencer? Yeah, what are you? Are you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't think of that. Like, what angle? So, I'm standing Get there. My good side. Yeah, but here's where the miracle is. So I'm standing there. And it looks like I burnt my whole body off. Like, it looks like I burned myself entirely. Like, I, she's on a pyre. She's on a pyre. She died. 
straight up, like done, crucible realness. Oh my God. And like, that's what it felt. That's what it looked like. The whole room is just covered in ashes and soot. And I look in the tub and it's black, which is my float hair floating. And then I go, Oh God, she's bald. She's fucking bald, oh bitch. No. I look in the mirror. My hair looks goddamn the same. <laughs> looks absolutely the same. Maybe a little shorter, more fuller actually. <laughs> sure. Maybe shorter. Maybe shorter. No, seriously. Maybe a little bit shorter. Just one. And I go, Oh my God. And Mike's like, what's going on in there? What is that smell? What's happening? And he comes in and he's like, Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> like, it looked horrific. horrific. And oh I was just, God. and I go, babe, I lit my head on fire. And he's like, oh, are, are you, are you okay? hurt? And I'm touching my scalp and I don't feel any pain. I feel like my ear is like a little bit sore, but it's just a little tiny bit red. It doesn't look like burned. Yeah. So I go, I'm getting in the shower. So I drain the thing, pulling hair out of the drain. We're trying to wipe down the bathroom. And as I'm taking a shower, hair's just coming out in my hands, just coming out in my hands. Oh, my God. Just coming out. And I'm like... Oh shit! I'm fucking. Cr- oh, now I am bald. The water got all the water. The water. Look out in the mirror. Still Same. looking fucking sickening, You're bitch. An otherworldly. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so then, so Mike is blown away. He's like, "You look the same." I'm not. I know I'm a. He's a straight guy, so he's like, "You look the same." I didn't look the same. I just look. It looked a little shorter though and fuller. And I even like looked online. Hair burning. Blah. In LA, they're doing this shit where they singe your hair to make yeah. it look more. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was it gonna did say it. that. It did that yeah. shit. I didn't know it was in LA, but I've seen this before. Where people are cutting hair with flames. And I love LA, by the way. I'm sorry I keep bringing them up. Like they're like, blah, blah, blah. but like when I googled hair singeing hair it just like popped like, up oh the new trend in la you yeah. like yeah that's what i meant that's to li- do just did just it naturally just did it yeah. i didn't have to pay anybody so anyway my my roommate at the time uh comes home dorian and he's just like so that's kind of weird are you guys good i was like yeah everything's cool um i lit my head on fire and he's like what and he's like yeah i should and he's like but you look the same even i mean so anyway so I go to bed that night, gaslighting my own fucking self. Right. I go, did she, did it happen like I thought it did? Did I have the flames close to my face like this? Because my face is fine. Did I have it all? Was it what I thought? Or did I just like Joe Pesci myself? And But it looked oh horrific. God. Thank God Mike is there to say, no, babe, it was horrible. I was like, okay, cool. But it doesn't, I look right. fine. Yeah. Well, the next day I wake up and I have to do a self-tape for like a big show. I can't remember which one. And I'm like doing my makeup. And I do my mascara, and I go to do my mascara on this eye. My eyelashes had been burnt all the way down to like this. That, and that's that's how close the flames were to my face. Oh no! So I did the mascara, and I was like, Eep. I was like, oh. oh no! And then I ran into the room with Dory, and I was like, see, I Look knew at it. it. So- and he's like, oh my god, your eyelashes are gone. I was like, right. So I did do it. So guys, I burnt off your probably fifty percent of my hair, but my friend Alicia. Fuss, who is like a beautiful creature. I think she's literally like between this world and the next. She is just so mystical and so interesting. And when I told her this story, she's like, I think you died. And then another version of you took this, took the place in this, like, you know, like the multiverse, like you're on this path, like you survive. Somehow you just jumped in. Yeah. Well, like we were talking about earlier. That's why I wanted to bring this up. Yes, 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 yes. Right? Because like, there is no reason I had no burns. There is no reason I had looked still fine. There's no reason. I mean, I understand things happen, but the level of flame edge that was going on and the hair in the tub that was like, and the soot all over the walls and stuff, this, it makes no sense that I came out of this unscathed. That's of crazy. The of the Isn't that That's wild? That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe we both died. I think we, I mean, there's an, I have a couple stories where I definitely probably... I mean, I say metaphorically a lot that I have died many times. Yeah. And I think I mean that more hyperbolically than mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, like, cancer was pretty close, and that threw me on a totally the different dog, trajectory. Ten months old. Remember oh, that story? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's end with <laughs> with timeline jumping. Jump to a different timeline, yeah, so please. that you can become a rich bitch. Yeah, yeah. Just jump to a different timeline. Take all the things that we said earlier about being true to yourself as an artist. Express yourself. <laughs> Don't burn your hair and. Don't get cancer. Yeah, and hire a publicist. Hire a publicist. Hi, hire a publicist. For, for real, y'all. He changed my life. Changed my life. My publicist is the best, Adam Davenport. Yeah. He's also one of my teachers internationally, and he reps me in Europe. I love yeah. him. And that, friends, is how you become a rich, a rich bitch. bitch. Don't light your hair on fire. Love you guys. You're Bye. so rich. Uh, pay me.